everyone, how's it going? Welcome back to the Infatuation Podcast, and we're doing a special side dish edition. We are talking to a friend of the program. Uh, you haven't heard him before. He's an actor and writer-director. It's Stephen Allerig. Hey, Steve, how's it going? Hey, man, it's good. How are you doing? Uh, we're doing good. We're doing good. You're calling in from L.A.? That's right. All right, we like uh, we like LA. We get down there sometimes. Yeah, we I like LA too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and Stephen Ulrich is an actor, and he's appeared on stage and screen. I just found out through your uh, I don't know what it was either IMDb or your uh, Wikipedia that you were Simba. Yeah. In the Lion King on stage. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I originated it in Toronto, so I was the original cast in Toronto. Then I went to Broadway for a little bit, and I came out to LA and did it for a bit. So. Uh, yeah, man, no, nothing like that's kind of cool, either. right? We could fill an entire show. Oh my, we could fill an entire show, honestly, on just the experience I had doing that yeah. one show. You know, because the way that that show touched people, you know, like that's what it's all about in the end. You know, like I know, you know, uh, I know there are people have different goals and different things that they want to achieve, but the truth of the matter is, in the end, it really is about touching and affecting other people, you know, hitting them to their core, hitting them in a, in a, in a deeper way. And, and, you know, Lion King was brilliant yeah, about yeah. that because it touched everybody, whether you were five or whether yeah, you were 85, yeah. you know, um, everybody got something out of that show and everybody it's was just moved so by different it, so. too, like the staging and yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Then you migrated over to film and TV, and so you guys out there might have seen uh, Steve in Snake Eyes. You're Snake Eyes' dad <laughs> in in Snake yep. Eyes, and you've done dozens of TV yeah. shows: Chicago Fire, Westworld, yeah. SWAT, The Expanse, Nine One One, NCIS. I've noticed that you play a lot of first responders and like military guys. <laughs> do you know anything about like why do guys why do they cast you as that? Is is it, is it the jawline? Well, <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, you know what? I, I kind of think that's first off, that's what's out there. That's a lot of what's out there. But um, I don't know. There's just something about, you know, uh, there's something about the heroism of those those kind of characters that that I kind of yeah. gel with, you know, like a kid. You know, I'll never forget when when me and my brother, you know, like when Empire mm -hmm. Strikes Back came out. I was really I was really little. But um but I was like all about Luke Skywalker. And my brother's like, nah, nah, I, I'm either, I'm either Han Solo or I'm Darth Vader. That's, you know, but I was always like, I was always the dude that was like, I want yeah. to be the hero. And so I think that's probably just kind of a, you know, a, a natural connection to, you know, some of these, you know, cops and firefighters and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, cool. And then uh, if you recognize the name Alaric, it might be because we talked to a young man named Tristan Alaric Chen, who happens to be Steve's son. <laughs> How's Tristan doing? How's my guy doing? Oh, he's great, man. He's he's living life, man. He's, um, you know, he just finished school. He's at uh, LAXA, which is the uh, one of the top art schools actually uh -huh. in the country. So, yeah, um, but yeah, he, he just finished school there. So now he's all set to do things like Six Flags and... <laughs> And eat a bunch of food and, and you know go all over the place so he's he's set to you know he actually has a little project that he's trying to make his own project i was trying to really encourage him to do that kind yeah, of stuff yeah. uh you know right he has he's brilliant he's uh, he's very very creative uh he has some really really great ideas for films and stuff like that and i'm like man you gotta you gotta write it you gotta write it and, and do it and get in there and even if it's you know doing it on your iphone it, it doesn't matter. Get out there, you know, get out there and do it for the experience of yeah. doing it and completing something, you know? Yeah. 
So, uh, so you got Tristan doing uh, doing lots of different projects, and your your daughter's doing a lot of different projects too. Yeah, so um, she's actually killing it more than him. I want her. I want her <laughs> career. <laughs> she, uh, yeah, no, she's uh, everything's under NDA, so you know, like, okay. she can't talk about it. I can't really talk about it, and it's not really on her social media or anything like that. But she completed um uh one uh one season of uh of an animated series that's coming out for netflix um soon so okay. once it comes out i'll be able to tell you about it but uh so she was a series regular on that and then she's a series regular on she's doing one right now um and in between that doing all kinds of stuff so she's yeah she she's killing it man <laughs> oh man do you have i think we talked to tristan about having like a whiteboard with everyone's audition times and you gotta drive someone here drive someone there is it kind of crazy man so during covid right uh-huh. um so here's what happened I, I um changed agencies right after i shot snake eyes okay and i shot snake eyes like like right before the pandemic so the pandemic starts to hit, um, lockdown happens. I'm getting emails because I'm new to the agency. I don't know anybody else in the agency other than my point person. Uh-huh. So I'm getting all these emails and and appointments from people, and and mostly obviously voiceover because we're in the we're not in lockdown. Yeah, yeah. So I reach out to this one uh, agent and I go, "Hey, look, um, okay, I see where this is going. What do you need from me to help sell me?" Yeah. Uh-huh. So she goes, "Look." I'm not an adult voiceover agent. I'm just seeing <laughs> stuff that I think you're right for and sending it to you. She goes, uh, I'm actually this weird hybrid. I'm more like a, I'm, I'm a, you know, but I mostly handle kids. And I said, oh, I said, well, my son's um, 12 years old at the time, 12 and raspy. And she goes, stop. <laughs> 12 and raspy? I'll sign them. <laughs> and then I said, okay. And my daughter, and she's like, okay, send me your daughter's stuff. So I sent them that stuff. And since then it was just, for them, it was just, you know, uh, it just, it just flew. It was, it was, it was, and I'm, I'm grateful that it happened that way because they get to still experience childhood. You know, if, yeah. if I, uh, if my daughter had, you know, booked a series regular, say on a TV show, right. it's not the same. You're there eight, 10, 12 hours every day. You're surrounded by adults. You don't really get the yeah. opportunity to be a kid and, yeah. you know, lots of kid actors handle it well. Uh, I just didn't want to, I, I'm I'm glad I didn't have to you know uh, make those kind of choices for her. You know what I mean? Because I'm, yeah, I probably yeah. would have chosen not to. I think it's important for her to be a kid. And so right. the way that it went, man, with all the you know with them doing all these voiceover stuff is perfect because you just go to the studio for a few hours and you come home and 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 you're not recognizable. So you're not you walking. Lay low. <laughs> yeah, you know, you get yeah. to just be a kid. No one's coming up to going, hey, I saw you on some, uh-huh. you know, Disney Channel or whatever, you know, like it's 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 perfect, you know, and then they can choose when they become adults. They can choose what they want to do. You know, if they want to continue with yeah. great. If they don't, fantastic. Then you have a little bit of money built up to, to you know, to have a life. And that's got to be the coolest thing. If, you know, you're a 14 year old kid in high school, and you have that in your back pocket. Oh, oh by the way, I was right. in Turning Red. You know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was when he, when his when Tristan's friends they were so proud of him. So like it. it <laughs> They 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 ran with it, and he was he was a little celebrity at school. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. really cool. But hey, yeah. So you reached out to me about a special project that you've just been working on, and it is a short thirteen minute film called The New Night K N I G H T, uh, and it's on YouTube now. But it was at the Austin Film Festival, so you're kind of doing the film festival route with it at first. Yeah. So um, 
you know, it was, we were very selective about like the, the festivals we went to in Austin was my partners on um, this company, Redbird Entertainment. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. They've been to Austin before and they were like, you know, Austin's a great festival. So, you know, that among a couple others that, w- that we were in, um, we, you know, w- we did well. It was, it was, it was fun. That's, that's our circuit, but we were very selective about the, the festivals that we chose to go to. Um, my partners, Redbird Entertainment, helped produce the uh, the short. Uh, they had uh, they'd been to Austin before with a, with their film, um, The Killing of Kenneth Chamberlain, which is a really great film if you haven't seen it. Um, but they they'd been there with that before, and so you know we decided, okay, that's one of the few ones that we're going to submit to. That should be one that we that we do. Um, but, but really in the end, this thing was a labor of love, you know, it really, yeah. it was, it was, it was, and, and not just for me, I mean, everybody involved, that was really the beauty of doing a project like this was even the costume, like, uh, you know, the costume that I wear in it is a Batman costume uh-huh, uh-huh. and, um, the person that, that gave it to us or, or sold it to us, sold it to us at cost because it was like, mm-hmm. oh, you guys are doing, I mean, th- that thing would easily cost five six times more than what we ended up paying for it and it was simply because the guy was like i i love what you guys are doing i think i think you got i think this is great you know so yeah that was it man you know and and so i'm so grateful for that and like i say everybody cinematographer was like i'll i'll drop my rate you know people involved everybody kind of saw the importance of it and being a short film the chances of it you know doing anything for anybody's career is nil, you know, it's, it's next to nil. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think everybody went in knowing, okay, we're not doing this to boast, to, you know, to boost my career, to, to do anything other than get this story that we all kind of think is important out into the world. And so once we did the festival circuit, that was the step for us, which yeah. it just happened. So we just let it out on, on YouTube and the idea is just get as many eyeballs on as possible. Yeah, yeah. So why don't you hit me with a little bit of the this this plot summary? Give me a give me a quick plot summary. All right. It. So it's it's about a little mixed race boy who is infatuated with Batman, but he has a racial awakening when he realizes he doesn't look like Batman. Yeah, yeah. And his his mom African American, dad Asian. Yeah. And so he he and his brother kind of don't look like this. This might sound a little familiar to your kids, yeah, a little well, bit. Well, you know, well, I, and to me, to be honest with you, yeah. I I fashioned the mother and father off of my own parents. Uh-huh. You know, um, it's it's sort of rare to see that pairing that mm-hmm. way. I think at least at, at least it, when I was growing up, I think it's more common now. You know what I mean? But yeah, but I really wanted to make sure that both sides of my um. Of of my uh, heritage were 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 represented or all sides you know what I mean I'm I'm actually more ri- mixed than just Asian <laughs> and and black you know what I mean but yeah but they're kind of the more dominant sides of of, of my heritage and I was like I, I want to make sure that that's you know that it, that it, all races are kind of included in this yeah so that, so so was that kind of your why for making this you were just you know, growing up, I, yeah, I don't know how old you are, but I know when I grew up, yeah. when I looked on TV, there wasn't a whole lot for me to see in terms of people that look like me. Oh, th- thousand percent, man. I mean, like even as an actor, to be honest with you, it's so ingrained in my head, you know, what what the visuals are that to this day, when I pick up a script, even if it says, you know, uh, African-American male, 30 years old, you know, my, my mind has to switch 
from a, a brown haired white guy to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because because we've been so trained, uh, you know, I think it's so important. Like, do you see the reaction from these little girls who identify with the Little Mermaid? You know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you see that happen. And, and it's not it's happening for a reason, you know, yeah. because you're right. Like we don't growing up, man, I, I, I didn't see a lot of myself. You know, I didn't, and, and even when I did, it was it was sort of one aspect of my heritage. It, it never really fully refe- reflected me personally. And even when it did reflect those sides, it was stereotypical. It wasn't what was reflected in my real life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I felt that this, you know, this message was really important. Yeah. So this takes this. I, I think you shot it in the city. It doesn't matter what city it is, but you shot it in kind of a city, yeah. and you have this this kid, and he's he's looking at his superheroes and his comic books, and he's just not finding what he what he how he fits in there. And other right. kids are like, "Hey, it's a superhero party, but there's no super superheroes that look like you." Right. And then he goes home. Yeah. So it's real cute. I, I think it's real fun. And it, it's fun, but there's a deeper message there. And, and are you just hoping that kids watch this or, you know, people out there that might see themselves in there somehow? I mean, yeah. You know, I, I my hope is that, like you say, people watch it and realize the importance of representation. You know, uh, I feel right now in Hollywood, it's being recognized. Mm-hmm. But I question the reason why it's being recognized. I'm, I question mm. whether it's, it's kind of more of a financial choice than a choice Mm. to do the right thing i don't know but but i just sometimes it feels like that's what it is so uh you know my hope is that the powers that be kind of watch this and and are moved in some way to be like you know what i i kind of get it (laughs) you know yeah and i hope that that other you know kids and people of color are are seen by this. The amazing thing is that the theme was touched on. Like so many people were 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 in, like saw themselves in this. Besides race, you know, there uh-huh. friends of mine who saw it and identified. There were, you know what I mean. There yeah. were uh, transgender friends of my kids who were like, I, I identify with that. So yeah. it, you know, it's universal. I think it's anybody who anybody who feels different, anybody who feels like they're not represented, which are which are a lot. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's very cool. So everyone out there can go find this. It's called The New Night, K-N-I-G-H-T. Uh, I think if you put 2023 on there, it'll pop up. First thing, not trying to make money off of this. It's it's not a DC no. movie or anything. No, it's just, it's just not, for- and, and, and I can't. You know what I mean? We can't. Yeah. So there's no ads. There's no ads or anything. The, the, this whole thing, honestly, is simply to do what I set out to do when I started acting. And that's just to move people. So everyone find it, go send it to a friend that you think might enjoy this or send it to everyone, whether you think they'll enjoy it or not, just send it to everyone, get some <laughs> eyeballs on this. Uh, we'd love to see this blow up. So yeah, thanks yeah. Steve for, for reaching out. Thank you, Kurt. Thanks so much for that. Sure. And then we like to end our, our this is kind of a short episode, but we like to end our episodes by asking our guests who their infatuation is. And ah. the infatuation is anyone in the Asian community that has inspired you. They can be living or deceased. So, Stephen Ulrich, who is your infatuation? That is such an easy one, Bruce Lee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, I was heavy into martial arts as a kid. Yeah. But the philosophical side of him uh, was, I feel like, ahead of the time and groundbreaking. Uh-huh. And um, his whole philosophy of, you know, this beauty of our art and our culture, we shouldn't try and hoard it to ourselves. We should let let it go, let people, let others into it so that they can see the beauty and so that we can relate. And that that is something that I I, I believe wholeheartedly. 
Yeah, yeah, he's the goat. He's the he goat. He is, man. He is the goat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we got a cool exhibit. I went down there to do a little show about it. It's it's about Bruce Lee's life. And Shannon, his daughter, had a big hand in it, and she, she lent a lot of the properties and a lot of stuff in his own handwriting, his workout schedule. Oh, so, so next cool. time you're up in the city, come down to Chinatown. There's a there's an exhibit. Uh, I think it's, well, just, just look up the Chinese Historical Society of America, and they have the Bruce Lee exhibit oh, I, there. Yeah, I got to check that out, man. It's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Now, no, I will never argue with anyone who wants to pick Bruce Lee as their infatuation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's the man. He is the man. All right, man. Well, that was kind of a quick episode, but it's so good touching base with you. I'm glad you reached out. Yeah, you too, man. Thank you so much for doing this and helping us out. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. And and for those of you out there, you can follow Stephen at Stephen Olerick on Instagram. And I, as I mentioned, you can always follow us at The Infatuation Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. And you can write to us, infatuationpodcast at gmail.com. And you know what to do. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts and give us a rating if you would. And so on behalf of Stephen and myself, we hope that you're all happy, healthy, and safe out there. Until we talk to you again, bye. Bye.